Today is Monday, November 18th, 2019. On this day in 1978, Jim Jones, the founder of the People's Temple Cult, led a little over 900 followers to drink poisoned Flavor-Aid in a mass suicide. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the tragic fallout of Congressman Leo Ryan's investigation of the People's Temple Cult, a mass suicide of over 900 people. Now let's go back to the compound in Jonestown, Guyana, on November 18, 1978, a little after four in the afternoon. Jim Jones perched on his throne, ruminating. The pavilion was almost empty. His vassals were busy toiling in the fields, working to please him. But like all great things, Jones's rule was coming to an end. He'd seen the harbingers of destruction looming for years. And with the latest bloody confrontation, Jones knew that the end was nigh. The most recent sign of trouble was Congressman Leo Ryan. He'd shown up the day before asking dangerous questions and prodding into matters that were none of his business. He'd left Jones with no choice, no choice at all, but to eliminate him. It was the only way to ward off enemies. Jones had always known the world didn't understand his greatness. Instead, everyone wanted to destroy him, from the U.S. government to the mainstream media to spies in his midst. Congressman Ryan pretended he cared about the people here, but Jones knew better. Ryan was nothing but a snake, and he'd paid with his life. Of that, Jones was certain, although he hadn't yet received confirmation that Ryan was dead. Less than an hour earlier, Jones had sent a small team of assassins to ensure that Congressman Leo Ryan never left Guyana alive. The murder would buy Jones a few hours, maybe even a day or two, to do what needed to be done. But it was only a matter of time before the next adversary appeared, and the next one after that. The cycle would never end. Jones's dream of a utopian society, with himself as its leader, was dead. All he could do now was ensure that he went out on his own terms. He wouldn't give his enemies the satisfaction of destroying him. So he quietly gave orders to his most trusted associates that they should start mixing Flavor-Aid with the other special ingredients. It took less than an hour before the brew was ready. When the time was right, Jones rose from his throne and called his more than 900 followers, including nearly 300 children, together. They crowded so close around, he couldn't even see everyone. At the outskirts of the pavilion, armed guards patrolled. He'd rehearsed for this before, numerous times over the past few months. 
he'd gauged his people's loyalties by telling them their drink was poisoned and then seeing who'd swallow anyway. Those times, the poison wasn't real. Those who drank had lived, and Jones made careful note of who had refused. Today, the armed guards would ensure that nobody defied him. Once Jones was certain that he had the crowd's attention, he began to speak, saying, I've tried my best to give you a good life. In spite of all that I've tried, a handful of our people, with their lies, have made our life impossible. There's no way to detach ourselves from what's happened today. The fear in their eyes was palpable. A few people cried out, but Jones knew they needed to hear. He continued, My opinion is that you be kind to children and be kind to seniors and take the potion like they used to take in ancient Greece and step over quietly. Because we are not committing suicide. It's a revolutionary act. We can't go back. They won't leave us alone. They're now going back to tell more lies, which means more congressmen. And there's no way, no way we can survive. As Jones finished his announcement, a few loyal assistants produced the prepared materials. He had ample flavor aid laced with cyanide and other sedatives, and syringes to force feed unwilling sacrifices. Those would be best for the children. Luckily, the most loyal followers queued up with little prompting. Jones nodded in approval as the servers poured tiny paper cups of death. Up next, we'll explore the aftermath of the mass suicide at Jonestown. Now back to the story. On November 18, 1978, paranoid cult leader Jim Jones ordered his 900 followers to kill themselves by drinking an off-brand Kool-Aid beverage called Flavorade laced with cyanide. The mass suicide at the People's Temple was, at the time, the deadliest civilian tragedy outside of a natural disaster in United States history. The seeds of doom were planted in the mid-1950s. That was when Jim Jones, in his 20s, founded the People's Temple, a cult he claimed was committed to social justice and racial and economic equality. Initially, his messaging focused on peace, communal living, and philanthropy. The People's Temple was viewed as harmless, even admirable. Jones became a minor celebrity, rubbing elbows with San Francisco Mayor George Moscone, California Governor Jerry Brown, and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Herb Cain. But everything started to change in 1977, when a New West magazine expose claimed that children in the cult were being abused. Authorities were never able to launch a formal investigation as Jones fled the country and relocated all of his followers to Guyana, South America. Although they'd found a new home, Jones's followers were still United States citizens, and there were plenty of rumors swirling about what crimes might be occurring in Jonestown. In November of 1978, Congressman Leo Ryan, 
prompted by complaints from the families of cult members, traveled to Guyana to investigate living conditions within the People's Temple. Initially, Ryan saw nothing to be concerned about. He was given a tour and served a filling meal. The residents of the People's Temple seemed happy to serve Jones. Ryan was almost ready to conclude that there was nothing nefarious to the cult. That is, until that night, November 17th, when a small group of People's Temple members secretly contacted Ryan to reveal they were being held prisoner. They begged Ryan to return them to the States. But Jones somehow learned of their defection, and he couldn't stand to be double-crossed. Between 4 and 5 p.m. on November 18, 1978, Leo Ryan, a small contingent of reporters, and one female People's Temple escapee were about to board a plane back home. Assassins ambushed the tarmac, killing Ryan and the escaping cult member. The murderers were acting on the orders of the head of the People's Temple, Jim Jones. Jones had grown deeply paranoid. He feared that agents within the government and the press were out to destroy him, and Congressman Leo Ryan's investigation only seemed to confirm his suspicions. After he eliminated the congressman, he decided that he and the entire People's Temple would go out in a blaze of glory. Jones addressed his followers, then ordered them all to drink Flavor-Aid laced with cyanide. Those who refused were either injected with poison or force-fed the deadly concoction through droppers. Jones killed himself as well, with a self-inflicted gunshot to the head. When investigators reached the temple's grounds a few hours later, they found men, women, and children piled up, already rotting in the hot, tropical sun. At the time, the mass suicide at the People's Temple was one of the greatest civilian tragedies in all of United States history. The deaths became iconic and raised public awareness of just how dangerous cults and their narcissistic leaders could be. The tragedy marked not only the loss of nearly 1,000 lives, but also of a nation's innocence. Jim Jones's dream of racial equality and utopian communes ended in terror and murder. As the People's Temple self-destructed, the world was left a bit darker, a bit sadder, and a bit more cynical. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To learn more about the People's Temple and Jonestown, be sure to check out our episodes of Cults That Take a Deeper Dive. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast. 
and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Mahler, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen. I'm Vanessa Richardson.